Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Before we get started today, and today we're going to look at Zechariah chapter 10, so jump into a part of the Bible we've not regularly visited here on the podcast. Before we read that passage, I just want to say thank you for your listenership. We have been absolutely blown away by the number of people who are downloading our podcast episodes every day. We're averaging more than 500 downloads an episode, and I would just say if you're listening, keep on listening. I think we're finally really finding our stride with this podcast, and don't hesitate to share with friends or family members who you think might benefit from the content. And one more ask before we get into this. I would just say if you are enjoying this podcast, please go to Apple or wherever it is you download your podcast content and give us a review or a rating. It'll help us get the word out about what God's doing here with Renewing the Center. And it's just such an honor to serve you. Um, I will say that this has become one of the great joys of uh, my week on a, on a personal level, generating this content and getting it out there to you. And so thank you for listening, for making this worthwhile for me. Such a, such a joy and such a gift. I'm going to read a passage from Zechariah 10, beginning in verse 1. And it's a little longer passage than we typically read. I'm going to hit you with 12 verses today. Then we'll pray. And then we're just going to jump in and see what we can see in the word. The prophet says, Ask rain from the Lord in the season of spring rain, from the Lord who makes the storm clouds, who gives showers of rain to you, the vegetation in the field to everyone. For the teraphim utter nonsense, and the diviners see lies. The dreamers tell false dreams and give empty consolation. Therefore, the people wander like sheep. They suffer for a lack of a shepherd. My anger is hot against the shepherds, and I will punish the leaders. For the Lord of hosts cares for his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them like his proud war horse. Out of them shall come the cornerstone, out of them the tent peg, out of them the battle bow, out of them every commander. Together they shall be like warriors in battle, trampling the foe in the mud of the streets. They shall fight, for the Lord is with them, and they shall put to shame the riders on horses. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have compassion on them, for they shall be as though I had not rejected them. For I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. Then the people of Ephraim shall become like warriors, and their hearts shall be glad as with wine. Their children shall see it and rejoice. Their hearts shall exult in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them in, for I have redeemed them. And they shall be as numerous as they were before. Though I scattered them among the nations, yet in far countries they shall remember me, and they shall rear their children and return. I will bring them home from the land of Egypt, and I will gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to the land of Gilead and to Lebanon until there is no room for them. They shall pass through the sea of distress, and the waves of the sea shall be struck down, and all the depths of the Nile dried up. The pride of Assyria shall be laid low, and the scepter of Egypt shall depart. I will make them strong in the Lord, and they shall walk in his name, says the Lord." This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Let's pray, and then let's try to hear what the prophet is saying and what it means for us. Lord, we ask you to help us to hear this passage from the Bible. God, it's not often that many of us are uh, sitting in the prophets, maybe at the beginning of our day, and so today we pray that you would help us to hear the prophet. Help us to hear these words and to discern what they might mean for us, what you might be wanting to share with us here as we reflect at the beginning or wherever it is during our day where we're reflecting. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Y'all, I, I chose this passage from our daily lectionary readings because the flow of this passage is so powerful, and I believe that there is something super deeply relevant for us today. I know that when I was reading and meditating on this word, I felt very, very challenged and very encouraged in my heart. I was reminded of things that really I needed to be reminded of. See, here's the thing with the Psalms and certain utterances of the prophets. If we're not careful, we'll lose the meaning in the midst of all the beautiful language. It's poetic. What we just read is very poetic. And if you're anything like me, sometimes we can just think, oh, that was beautiful, and not really think about what the prophet's really trying to say. So let, let's see what God would invite us to see, hear what he wants us to hear. I pray that you would hear the words of Jesus. He or she who has ears to hear, let them hear. Here's some things I want us to think about. Number one, we are called to ask God for rain. And in this passage, which begins with a send your rain kind of cry, rain equals in your life that which we need to flourish and to bear fruit. And the prophet reminds us that God is the one who gives us what we need to bear fruit and to live our lives in health and with a sense of abundance. It's only God that can give us abundance. And yet we live in a world where we look in all kinds of directions, seeking abundance, seeking health. And here we're told at the very beginning, we must ask God for the rain. No one else, God. We must ask God for the life that only he can give us. And that leads us to the second thing that I think this prophetic declaration invites us to see. Number two, there will always be those who will offer empty consolation. See, it's an interesting thing to have stated right after declaring that God brings the rain, then the prophet says there are those who are offering empty consolations, who try to comfort you, try to provide for you, and cannot get the job done. See, I think here there's a really helpful reminder that we will always be tempted to look elsewhere for our provision, for our sense of well-being and satisfaction. We'll look to politicians I mean, right now we're in the midst of a massively divided country regarding politics. We have a president-elect that is not being recognized by a sitting president. Divisive, angry, uh, at times hopelessly so. If we look to Washington, we're looking in the wrong direction. If we look to powerful men and women, we're looking in the wrong direction. If we look to a system that would prop us up, if we look to a sports team or a celebrity or an entertainer to make us feel consoled, to provide a kind of quote-unquote reign for our souls, we're always, always going to be disappointed. See, the second thing this prophet is pointing out here is that we have a tendency to look for what only God can bring, but to look away from God into other things. And I believe that the pandemic and this political season that we're in has revealed that many of us are tempted to look elsewhere for rain. We're tempted to look elsewhere for flourishing, for consolation. We've been tempted, like the 
prophet says to look to others who will only offer us empty consolation. Because as humans, we are prone to follow. We, we were made to follow leaders, to look for them, uh, to them for comfort and provision. Um, we're like sheep. And there's nothing wrong with being like a lamb. But here the prophet says, when we look away from God for our consolation, we're like sheep without a shepherd and that we suffer because of this. When we don't look in the right direction, when we don't look to the right leader, to the governor of our souls, when we look elsewhere to inferior leaders, to those who offer empty consolation, we hurt, we become disoriented, we wander, we feel lost. And some of us are feeling that right now, kind of like a a perpetual hangover from looking in all the wrong places for comfort and satisfaction. The prophet's hitting the nail on the head here. The third thing that I think we need to sit with here in this passage is that despite all of that, despite all my wandering, God cares for me and for you like a shepherd cares for his sheep. We're told in this passage that God, as a shepherd, will bring us back from the places where we've gone wandering. And so I want to ask you this question, where have you been prone to wander recently? Where are you experiencing injury as a result of your wandering? I think it's really important for us to hear that God's instinct is to bring us back, to lead you and me back to a place where we're secure, taken care of, where we're led by God. See, the language in this passage is so powerful. It's so beautiful. God says, I will signal for them and gather them in for I have redeemed them. Y'all listen to that, that, that verbiage. I will signal for them. I will gather them in for I have redeemed them. God's actually going to come looking for us when we become disoriented and lost. So if that's where you are right now, I've just got such good news for you. There's comfort in this passage. And then we see this, that when God gathers people back, they grow again. So when God brings you and me back, we begin to grow and flourish. Many of us feel maybe in this season like processes of growth have been stunted in us. I've had conversations with so many people who said, you know, I was was growing in the new year and I was growing leading up and then March happened and it just feels like everything's been put on pause. Well, if you have ceased making progress... I want you to see that when God begins to call you, to signal to you, and you respond to that signal, and you begin to move back and let yourself be gathered in, you will begin to grow again. And the prophet uses language that suggests that we will see strength come back into us. He says, you'll be like a warrior whose heart is glad with wine. And what an amazing combination. A warrior, one who is strong, whose heart is glad with wine, one who is full of joy. What the prophet is saying is when God gathers us back, we become um, filled with strength and joy. So where do you need some strength and joy right now? I believe that's what's on offer. I think that's what God has for us. And we're told in this passage that our children will see and notice that God has done something. See, here's something for those of you that are listening to me today who have children. The best way to demonstrate faith for your children, it might not be forcing them to listen to you preach the Bible to them at the dinner table. Here we see that children see and notice when parents are brought back into the fold of God. When you admit you've been wandering and you return to God and let your kids know, they see and notice. That's what the prophet's telling us here. They actually see something more compelling than any words you will speak. 
And here's where it ends. The prophet says that returning people are able to pass through the sea of distress. What a phrase. Pass through the sea of distress. I think we're all in that sea right now. I feel like I've been living in the sea of distress, swimming in the sea of distress. So I want to ask you this. Do you believe that you're going to pass through the sea of distress? That's what God says. Can we hear God say this to us? You will pass through. If you return, you will pass through the distress you're experiencing right now. See, I think the picture that we have here in the prophetic utterance of waves being struck down and the Nile drying up combined with these words, I will make them strong and they will walk in my name. There's a sense of the Red Sea parting, the Jordan parting. And my mind is just, when I was reading this passage, my mind was um, drawn back to that song, um, that amazing song that basically says, um, I will split the sea so you could walk right through it. There's this beautiful invitation, I believe, where the Lord is saying to us, I want you to be aware and to believe in your heart that I can split the sea so that you could walk right through those things that are obstacles for you. Because many of us, as we try to come home, as we try to be where God wants us to be, we feel like there are so many obstacles. And I just want to say the Lord's going to help you walk through the sea of distress. You will pass right through it. Thus says the Lord. Father, I pray for my friends. I just ask you to settle our spirits. I pray that you would give us a sense of awareness of your presence, even as we look to walk through the things that you're asking us to walk through. In Jesus' name, bless us and keep us and bring us back from our wanderings. Amen. Amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things. Listen for His still, small voice and respond to Him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Mm -hmm.